Hey everybody, welcome to episode 234 of the Bite Me Podcast. Dylan just made a look like he, he made this face where it looked like he didn't maybe have teeth um, and that he was also a 90 year old man and that's the reason that we should not have video on this uh, this podcast, but you know, neither here nor there. I'm Cliff Johnson, I'm joined today by the aforementioned Dylan. Say hey Dylan. Hey Dylan. I'm sitting in my room and it's like, it's, it's warm outside, like it is, it is warm and it's like hot in here because I had to turn off my fan. Dylan's wearing a beanie and like a fleece jacket. I don't, he lives five miles well, from me. It's kind of underground in my downstairs though. So it That's stays fair. very cool. That's it's fair. Like That's fair. Pseudo underground. And then the whole backyard is in shade. So all the, there's no real like sun coming through. So that was actually one of my stays, favorite things. Stays very cool living in my parents house is that my my room was downstairs so it was yeah. always like 10 degrees cooler than anywhere else so okay that's fair Dylan. i will give you your beanie and your your fleece jacket colby how are you doing yo my downstairs this morning was uh 65 degrees and my upstairs was 78 so yikes Pretty awesome. you can you get like a like a window AC unit or something for that i actually have one i just need to figure out how to install it but like kind of a pain in the ass i need i yeah, need yeah. just like a portable they're expensive i've got two of them and they are I, really so last year at lowe's i saw one on clearance for 70 dollars down from oh, 300 you should have bought it i almost bought it and boy do i regret that yeah i've got two and one of them works and one of them i need to like see if i can get it serviced because i really don't want to pay another 350 dollars to have it but it it doesn't it blows air but the air's not cold which is so you've got a fan i've got a fan a really expensive fan that looks like a robot so i don't know we'll see anyway we're going to talk about things besides air conditioning today we're probably going to talk about video games uh we're going to talk about what we've been playing colby's been playing a lot of things colby's back in form and i appreciate that uh we're talking about some news uh we got a bunch of xbox news News, including that it might be easier to get one soon for certain people. Uh, they've made some improvements to Quick Resume, and uh, we learned a little bit about Xbox hardware from the Epic versus Apple lawsuit. Um, Ubisoft might be pivoting to more free-to-play games. Steam is getting sued. So is Sony. It's just kind of that, uh, I mean, so is Apple. <laughs> so, I don't know, it's just a lawsuit season, I guess. Um, Roblox is massive. Like, I don't know if people know how big Roblox is, but we're going to talk a, bit, a little bit about that. And uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, good guy. Like him a lot more than maybe Mario. Like, I'm not saying it's a better game. I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying that they're better people. That's what I'm saying. Uh, we had questions from Elf the Wrath. We got a question from Colby. And I'm very excited to answer this one because I've got a very, an answer that I enjoy. That's what matters. Um, Aslan the Incompetent has a question. Excuse me. Aslan the Incompetent has a question. I uh, got a question from Rich, and then we have a question from my delightful wife, Brooke. Uh, some cheap free games, a couple good things. Actually, Humble's got a really good bundle. Bundle. We haven't talked about Humble Bundles in a long time because the game ones are kind of few and far between, but they've got a good one going on right now. So, I'm going to uh, start off with Dylan telling us about Snaps. I played more Pokemon Snap. That's Is it, about it. Have you caught a Bulbasaur yet? Um, I don't think I've seen a Bulbasaur, no. I, there was, was a Venusaur. Oh, have you caught one of those beaver the, things? I did get a very good picture of a Bidoof. A Bidoof. God, that's beautiful. Uh, you still enjoying it? Yes. I think I've unlocked five locations. I do not know how many locations there are yet, because I have kind of avoided spoilers, because I think that it's probably more fun to kind of figure out the game yeah. without just going straight to, like, 
how do I get all the Pokemons to do the thing so I can snap the photos of them? I that think seems that fair. Kind of how, how does that gameplay work? Are you just like wandering around, or do you have to like? Bait it's a safari, them? so you go, you go, you're in a little car, and it takes you on rails through the level. And there are a few ways that you can interact and take a slightly different path um, to get different angles or potentially see different Pokemon, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know if it. It's probably like. I don't know, three minutes or so. It might be longer and time is just an illusion. Um, But that'd be kind of my guess about how long it takes to go through a given level. And you can snap up to 75 photos um, during a level. And if you snap 75, it'll just kind of end. So you don't necessarily have to sit there and twiddle your thumbs unless it's the first time going through a, a particular level. But... And so I assume um, then when you're done, you have to go home and you unload those all on your computer and then exactly. you have to import them all into Lightroom and then you have to process all of them and then it kind of, it actually, yes, pretty <laughs> much exactly like that, except it does expedite most of those processes. Like it Thank automatically God. pulls them into Lightroom and um, does face recognition. Oh, so nice. you see you have different folders with all the Pokemon. So you go through all the folders and you pick the one of that Pokemon that you want the pre- professor to grade for you. Um, and yeah, so it's pretty much you do play in Lightroom. I don't have um, to color have not, correct each image separately. No, though. and I have nice. not edited any of the photos. I know that is an option. I haven't really played with that yet, but you can go in and do augmentations to the photos if that is what you wish to do. I should probably check that out just so I can speak on it a little bit. But D- does like um, Bulbasaur is like, hey, can you make me look skinnier? Right, so, so, so something you could do. Yeah, like, Snorlax, no, it's, it's so much yeah. work. So much um, work. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, however, I think I might have to take a break from that because um, I saw that I guess Baldur's Gate's remaster got stealth oh. dropped on us last week, and I didn't, and like no one knew it was even happening. Um, not that it's too exciting unless you are very nostalgic for that, because um, I think it was what last. It must have been Thursday it got announced, and then it was out Friday. Oh, that's um, awesome. Ahead of the new Baldur's Gate, which is pretty exciting in the end of June. But um, it's a game I played a lot on the PlayStation 2 with friends. Um, so I definitely want to uh, download that um, and give that a play. So I think I'm going to do that before next time. That's very exciting. I, I really want to play Baldur's Gate 3, but man, like I don't know if I've got like 100 hours to yeah. put into a video game. I would like, wait until it's out, too. Yeah, um, exactly. Just because you're going to... I gonna... still have like... I have like 40 hours of Divinity Original Sin left to yeah. do. I... <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, kind of, I've kind of wanted to just play it for a little bit just to see and then kind of wait. Um, right because i've seen some of the updates they've done are pretty substantial adding new classes and things Um, like the druid looks really neat because you can literally wild shape into just about any animal um you can be a badger and do badger things or um whatever am i one of the cute english badgers like the black and white ones uh i kind of because i prefer those to american badgers you know yeah just saying maybe Um, a wombat Oh, wombat, G- giant. Wombats are huge. There's first wombats of all. in, but do they poop I squares? Like I 
hope not. Well, I mean, real wombats do. Those have edges and corners. <laughs> yeah, it, it does not seem great, but that's how wombats work, man. I don't, I don't yeah. understand why, yeah. but wombat poop is, is square. So, you know, the more you know, I guess. It's very uh, impressive. I can't. You, you really wonder, like, what left turn in evolution made that happen. But yeah. I'm sure this It doesn't reason. even really make any sense. It's easier to stack, you know. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'll talk about what I'm playing real quick because I haven't played anything new, and then we'll let Colby talk about the 17 games he's been playing. Um, I think I'm actually pretty close to beating Spirit Fair. Um, I guess Colby would know. I've got I, I've, there's no one left on my boat except for the like D and D Basilisk, which might be my favorite character, Buck. Um, so he's the only person on my boat. I've, every, everyone else has gone to the Spirit Door except for my uncle. Um, so I, I assume he, I'm close. He did, he did go. Oh, did he just like sneak off at night without me? Oh, what a bastard. Oh, like how? Like, did he swim? I don't, he's a frog. That's a good point. He's a frog. Huh. All right. Well, so do I, is there a spirit flower in his house that I just didn't get? Yep. Huh. Interesting. I think so. Maybe. Anyway. So I, I think I'm pretty close to the end. Um, I actually met the, uh, the character, the, the new one. Oh, that's Lily. Like, yeah. Um, she, I think I'm pretty sure it's her. She's kind of, you, you've never seen her, right? Call. Nope. Is it like she's a kind of fuzzy? Flower. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, I, I think she's actually your sister. Uh. Um, so she only shows up at night. Um, and I like you have to go to different locations with her. So um, I'm doing that. I, like I said, I can't imagine I'm not relatively close to the end. So um, real good game. Super, super really enjoying Spirit Fair. Um, and then Stardew Valley, I, I think I'm also really close to the, at least maybe a place where I'll end. Um, we like we finished the community center. We um, got our like grandfather's blessing. Um, we're into, we're like, I think into winter of season three, I've gotten all the way to the bottom of the mines. Um, like the only real things left kind of checkboxy wise is, uh, I've got to do the, uh, the improvements to the Jojo Mart. And, um, I don't know, there's the skull, uh, cave thing and that exists, but man, that, that's hard. Um, and death in Stardew Valley is not kind. Um, like I died in in the skull mine and lost my twenty five thousand dollar sword and like ten k worth of healing potions. Which I mean, in the realm of like, does it really matter or not? I've got six or seven hundred thousand dollars, so it's not like twenty five grand would have killed me. And I got it back. Um, like you can pay a dude to go find it for you. So I got it back for like five hundred bucks. But at the same time, like it makes me not want to go die. Like it's I don't know. Um, there's another sword I can get that's better than the sword I have. So um, well, maybe once I get that, I'll try it. But I got to find some prismatic shards, which are not easy to find. So I don't know. I guess if you've played. Sturdy Valley, those things would make sense to you. If you haven't, you probably just thought I was rambling about weird stuff for two minutes, but whatever. Colby's going to tell you about video games. Woo! Video games! Um, so I beat uh, Monster Sanctuary again. Again? Again. Um, still still Are you going to play the new game Plus Plus? I'm not going to say no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, still, still really good. Still really fun. 
So I mean, I like how you say that it's still really good, even though the first time you beat it was like two weeks ago. Like you thought like yeah. a lot had changed between now and two weeks ago. I beat like four games in between it. So All right, that's it got, fair. Maybe it got worse. That's fair. Um, and I've almost beat Zombie Army 4, which is, so, uh, yeah. It's, it's uh, go ahead and finish it. It's enjoyable, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good game. Um, so, Colby what, sent me a text. What? I know. Colby sent me a, a message that he's like, hey, did you get to the zoo in Zombie Army 4? And I have not, but I, I kind of want you to talk about that. I need to know about the zoo in Zombie Army 4. Just a zoo. Oh, they're like zombie animals? No. Oh. It's just zombies. That's super disappointing. I was really hoping you're like, dude, I just shot a zombie zebra. Um, No. There's zombie sharks in the game, but no zombie zebras. Oh. Okay. I guess that's fine. Whatever. Um... It uh, it's a really good game. Um, like it is never going to be like a game of the year kind of game, nope. but like it's still really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, when, I'm when people a really talk good about time. when people talk about like guilty pleasure games, the Zombie Army series should absolutely be at the top of your like guilty pleasure games because yeah. they're not. It's not even that they're not great. Like they're they're pretty good. Um, but like, there's nothing really life-changing about it. There's nothing unique about them. Like, they've got decent gameplay and decent monsters and decent levels and, you know, decent everything. But, God, they're just so much fun. They're just so much fun. They're really fun. Um, Then I beat Rain on Your Parade, which nice. was good. Um, I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was good, but like I don't know. There was something about it that just like, because it, it kind of reminds me of Untitled Goose Game a little bit. Yeah. Um. But there was something about it that just like I and I I don't know exactly what it was. Where like, I mean, I put it down for a little bit so I could play Monster Sanctuary again. And like picking it back up, I was like, I don't know. Do I want to go play something else? Like I don't know how far and like how much I have left. And it was I was like three fourths the way through. Um, but like, I don't know. Um, I had fun doing it, but there's just something about it where I'm like, that was fun, but not like super duper fun. I think Untitled Goose Game had, it was just a little bit more like, it's not even like it's more polished. It just felt like there was a little bit of a story behind it. Whereas, uh, Rain of My Brain is fun, but it seems like I think being level based kind of hurts it. And that's what I was going to say. I kind of wonder if, if they had, instead of doing 50 levels done like 10 areas yeah. where you just kind of go from one to the, or not 10, but you know, maybe 10, like, you know, like break it up into like five or 10 and, you know, kind of make it. So you just kind of go through that level into the next thing without like having to go to a map and go to the next one. If that would have helped, I don't know. I don't know. I also feel that the the fact that you have you don't have unlimited rain. You and, pretty much do, though. Well, but I mean, there are definitely levels that I did not beat because I ran out of rain. Um, some early levels, even. Um, You're bad. Yeah, you can refill that like ninety percent of the time, though. Like specifically the the level that I I don't want to say I had a hard time with, but it did take me a couple of chances. Was one of the like probably level two or three where there's like a it seems like you're at like a car lot or like a yeah like maybe a wrecking. You got to put out the fire. Yeah, and you have to put out the fire, and the fire spreads so fast, and you had a very limited amount of rain on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to me, it just felt like it was. I always feel that way about like Doom and those kind of games too, where like what I want is a big gun that shoots 
big things. Like I want to be using a, you know, a rocket launcher or like a double barrel shotgun. And anytime I don't have access to those, anytime I run out of ammo, I think those games feel worse. And I felt the yeah. same way about this is like, to me, the real joy of that game was literally raining on people's parades. Um, and I would have rather the challenge be around the, the parade part being harder and not the rain part. Yeah. Um, but again, I've only played like the first handful of levels. So. Yeah. And I will say that for the most part, like, Almost all the levels that you can run out of rain have things that you can just sure. instantly re-up. Yeah. So it's not that big of a deal. That's good. Um, then I played the King of Seas demo. Um, and that's like a pirate game that we talked about, uh, I think, in the like upcoming games yeah. thing for this month. Yeah. Um, and I did not play it very long because I think I am going to buy it at some point. And nice. I, didn't, I, I wasn't sure if this was one of those games where it's like, because they give you an hour to play the yeah. demo. And I wasn't sure if this was like, oh, and it'll, you know, just transfer straight over to the game. Or if it's like, hey, you played that hour. Now play it again. I wish um, they would be more forward about that. Like, I wish I knew what I was doing. That's why I didn't play the Resident Evil 8 demo either, because I don't want to play the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um I wish they would tell you that, like if it was going to carry yeah. over what part you were playing, so on and so forth. And uh, it it was good. It reminded me kind of of Sid Meier's Pirates. Nice. Um, it, it, if you didn't have the like, I don't know. Do you remember how you had to like sword fight in Sid Meier's yeah. Pirates? Yeah. No sword fighting so far in that one. It's uh. mostly just ship to ship kind of thing. Um, but it was good. Um, and like I said, I'll probably get it at some point. Um, nice. So I didn't play it for too long, but it, it's got a demo. So yeah, I might check that out. Did you see that uh, Skull and Bones got pushed back again? I did. Yeah. Like twenty Fourth, twenty four years never row. coming out. Yeah. It's never coming out, which is a shame. Cause that game looked good. I don't know. We'll see. It was cool. So, yeah. Whatever. And and finally, I played a game called Live Lock, which I own. I'm not sure how. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming it was a Games with Gold game at some point. Could have been. But no idea where I got it. It is a like twin stick shooter um, that you're like a giant robot. And I guess Earth has been taken over by other giant robots. And so you've got a twin stick shooter your way through them to... I think help people. I'm not really sure. There is a story. I have not paid an ounce of attention to it because I mostly just want to run around as a giant robot and shoot things. This game's um, gorgeous. Yeah, it's uh, it's really pretty fun, and it's uh, I think it's kind of meant to be played, um, like online. because uh, you very specifically have to be like, yeah, I want to play this offline. Um. <laughs> Which I did, uh, but uh, it's it's real fun. I'm quite enjoying it. I'm like probably nah, no four or five levels in. Nice and uh, it's it's good. Looks good. Looks real good. Cool. Well, uh, that is all of the games we've been playing for this week. I'm hoping to actually play like maybe a new game for next week. I've been playing uh, Spirit Fair and Stardew for like a month now, and I'm I'm like sixty five hours into Stardew. And, like, I don't know how long Spirit Fair takes, but I've been playing that game forever, and I've put a lot of time against it. Um, it's unfortunately one of those games that doesn't keep track, but it seems... I don't know. Do you have any idea how long the game takes to beat? Because it seems like it's I've put, like... It's about a 20 to 30 hour game. Yeah, it seems like I've put more than that into it, but whatever. It's uh, it's not, like, 
it's not like I haven't enjoyed the time I've put into it. So that's that's really what matters, I guess. Uh, let's talk about Patreon. So if you would like to support our podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. Slip us one, three, seven, or $10 a month. And uh, we use that to pay for software and hosting and all that kind of good stuff. So uh, if you do the $10 producer level, we will uh, read your name every week. Like, uh, it seems like kind of a lame trade, to be honest, but... I mean, maybe this is like the high. Do you think this is the highlight of these people's weeks? Like every Lord, week. Me too. Anyway, thank you, John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, and Joe Cole Jr. for continuing to support our podcast. Thank you to all of our other patrons. Again, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast. Give us a little bit of hookup. And now, Dylan. News. That is what we're doing. All right. Xbox did a lot of stuff this week. So. I have an Xbox Series X. Colby has an Xbox Series X. Not many other people do. They are still a beast to get a hold of. Um, have you even tried to get one yet, Dylan? What was that? Have you even tried to get a Series X yet? No. It's, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to say even if you wanted to, you might have a hard time. But I think even if you wanted to, you'd have a hard time. Like, they're just, yeah. they're not uh, They're not easy. Yeah. Um, Microsoft. It's definitely not been a, I don't know. Like, I'll just. When they're readily available, like maybe I'll get one. I I honestly don't think that is going to be this year. I think that is going to be yeah. 2022. Um, the semiconductor shortage is just killing everyone. It's uh, they're from, they're hard to get from everything. And I mean, this was probably two or three months ago. They said generally they think that the, they're like the earliest you'll be able to get them, like with any sort of consistency, is August. PlayStation, like head of PlayStation, some PlayStation dude said, I'm going to say I've read in the last week that they're thinking 2022. Like, it's just not getting better. And it's, in fact, getting worse. Like, um, switches are getting harder and harder to find. So if you want a new Switch, um, or I guess, you know, a an existing Switch, but new to you, um, you might want to, like, get that now. Um, they're just, I think in between people snatching stuff up because of the pandemic and then supply chain problems and then the summer semiconductor problem and i don't know probably that dumb ship getting stuck in the suez canal for <laughs> five days or whatever they're just you can't get you just can't get things so anyway xbox is trying to make this a little bit easier they're trying to let you uh, kind of get around the you know we're gonna drop five of them and then all five of those are gonna get you know snatched up by bots and no one actually gets to buy them i think maybe they just go to a warehouse somewhere i don't know how it works but uh what what they're doing is uh, select people in the microsoft insider program who already own an xbox one x are going to get an invitation to purchase um Xbox Series X directly from Microsoft. So if you're in that Insider program, the Insider program is um, kind of like Xbox's um, beta program. Like it lets you test um, like new versions of the dashboard that are coming up. Sometimes test games. Like if you wanted to test um, the RTX version of Minecraft, you had to be in the Insider program. So like that. And really all you have to do to get in that is actually on your Xbox One, go to the App Store and search for the Xbox Insider Hub. You install that, you register, and then you're in the Insider program. And inside of that, you can choose if you want to get like new dashboards or, you know, new whatever. Um, like I, I'm in it, I think, on the PC. I don't think I am on the Xbox, but like I get the latest version version of like the xbox app for my pc and that kind of stuff on um, the xbox game bar that kind of thing but um they weren't 
super forthcoming on if they were choosing, you know, people that had been in it forever or if um, it was random or whatever. But, you know, if you're looking for an Xbox Series X, you know, you may as well, like, maximize your chances. And I, there's no reason not to join the Xbox Insider Hub. Um and maybe it'll get you into Xbox. So give that a go. Um, quick Resume is... like I like Quick Resume a lot, Cole. Do you like Quick Resume a lot? I do, though I do feel stupid realizing that uh, you don't have to hit any button to make it work. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of comes on. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was I, always hitting... Because it, it has like a like little play sign yeah, next to yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, you must need to hit start because that's the play sign. And I'm like, oh, well, it's not the play sign. But I'm like, oh, but I've got a, an Elite controller. I think they've just changed it. <laughs> um, and then I realized that like, wait, no, it was the Xbox 360 that had the play sign as yeah. the start button. And so every time it would, you know, pop up, like, you know, quick resume, I'm like, got to hit the start button. <laughs> yeah, no, it just happens. Um, yeah. And quick resume is actually getting a little bit smarter with the new May Xbox update, which I don't think I have yet. Maybe it came out yesterday. I, I haven't seen it yet. But uh, they're going to do things like, uh, first of all, uh, they're going to uh, let you suspend games that you're playing automatically to quick play, but they're also going to create a group of games that are currently ready for quick resume. So you'll actually be able to go see which games you have ready for quick resume and resume them directly from there. So little just kind of quality of life improvements. That quick resume is is cool. Um, I will say on top of that, one thing... One thing I don't think I realize is how big of a difference those Xbox load times are versus Xbox uh, ser- or uh, Xbox One load times. I played around a little bit with xCloud and loaded up Spiritfarer, and I'm like, why is this load time taking so long to load my... Oh, right, it's because it's loading off of like virtual Xbox Ones in the cloud instead of Series Xs. But man, the, the load time difference between the Series X and the One is shocking if you haven't loaded up your Xbox One in a little while. So uh, definitely definitely a bonus there. But this this quick resume stuff's cool. They're also, they added some features like um, audio pass-through, which doesn't matter to me at all because my audio comes out of my TV. But if, you're, if you've got like a fancy stereo system, apparently that's a pretty big deal. Some new child um, control stuff too. So good good update overall. Oh, also they added a new, so like they have dynamic backgrounds now in uh, on the Xbox that you can choose from and one of them is like the OG like pulsing green cloud from the the nice. old Xbox 1. Looks pretty cool. Um the the final thing we're going to talk about from an Xbox standpoint today is uh Xbox hardware. So, um maybe you guys can tell me like because this was always my impression is that most systems launch and don't make money like you know you can say a video game system launches and they're not making money at at launch but i always kind of assumed that they made money eventually um and that's mostly based on like kind of how it was back when i sold video game systems like back in the late 90s early 2000s was that was kind of how it worked um is that kind of what you guys thought as well um yeah yeah so apparently um in the epic versus apple lawsuit it came out um microsoft isn't like a defendant on that but they've been like called as almost like witnesses um to provide i don't know color commentary for for how this lawsuit will shake out and the judge or probably not the judge the prosecution defense i don't know somebody asked if xbox makes money on uh their systems and the answer was never they've never actually made money off of their hardware um apparently sony does eventually sony at some point in time always makes money on their systems and apparently nintendo 
always makes money on their system. Like from day one of the launch of the Switch, they were making money on on Switches. So hmm. it's like a Nintendo policy that they do not take. Um, they're not going in the red. To- yeah, yeah. They're and 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 the kind of interesting part of this is that that the 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 reason that they were asking this is so obviously Xbox or I'm sorry, Epic is suing Apple because they think that it's ridiculous that they are charging 30% of, uh, you know, to all developers. And um, they asked Xbox this because Xbox also charges 30% to all their developers. And they were trying to show that the difference between the 30% that Xbox is taking and the 30% that Apple is taking is that Xbox needs to charge 30% in order to make up for that console loss, whereas Apple does not have that cost at all. Um, they're not trying to make up, you know, the cost of a cell phone by people buying apps on the App Store. So it's a it's kind of an interesting, hmm. like, twisty turn through there, but uh, I don't know. It's interesting. We're going to talk a little bit That's more about that yeah. um, in the, the new Sony lawsuit as well, so we'll, we'll get there in a bit. Um, did you guys... Go ahead, go. In the news, I haven't looked at this because... I just don't do that. About uh, Microsoft and their 13 and 12% thing? Yeah. Did we talk about that already? Oh, like where... Uh, so on the PC... Um, yeah, Sony it's 12%. Yeah. Uh, on the PC side of things, Microsoft is actually dropping their charge yeah, down from 30 to 12%. Because, again, they yeah. don't have that... Uh, that cost to make up on the PC side of things for Xboxes. Yeah. So they, they talked a little bit about like, there was a rumor they were going to drop it on the, the Xbox side of things as well. But uh, apparently that is not going to happen at least now. So, but yeah, Yeah. if you're, if you're a PC developer, you'll, you'll be getting another 18%. Um, That actually is an interesting part in the steam lawsuit. We're going to be talking about in a second as well. So all our news is related today. Um, Did you guys remember that Ubisoft had a battle Royale game? Maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> I did not either. I read a tweet the other day. They're like, off the top of your head, name name Ubisoft's Battle Royale game. I did not write it down, so I, I do not know the name of it, but they absolutely do, apparently, which is super weird. Um, but anyway, like that aside, uh, apparently Ubisoft is pivoting into more free-to-play games. They had a, an earnings call the other day, and one of the things they announced, um, not to, like, <laughs> this was not announced to, like, rejoice either, was that Ubisoft is going to pivot to more free-to-play games um, and maybe release less AAA games per year. So they'd committed last year, year before, to releasing three to four kind of AAA games a year, which is, you know, you think about it, it's the it's the division, it's Assassin's Creed, it's... Um, uh, Phoenix Rising, it's it's that kind of stuff. Um, and apparently, really, what they're interested in getting into is AAA level free to play games that make their money off of uh, just microtransactions and cosmetics and that kind of thing. So um, it's a, it's a, it's a bold move, I guess, when you think about what Ubisoft is known for. But at the same time, like you see Fortnite money. And man, nine billion dollars! I think in the last two years, that's that's a lot of money. The game is called Hyperscape. There you go. Um, I did never I would heard not, of it. <laughs> I've heard of it, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you it was an Ubisoft game. I don't. Yeah, I think it's like a. It's a. It's a battle royale, and I think it's, it's kind like of futury sci-fi. Yeah. 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 I. Um, I don't remember us talking about it. I don't remember anyone I ever know playing it. I could not tell you. I think you there's it. just too many to to penetrate at this point. Like 
it, I, it must have launched about. Uh, my guess is that it kind of got swallowed up by Apex, if I had to guess. Um, not that they launched at the same time, but Apex grew pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, it had some really unique features, and I wonder if this just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't so, have that. I don't um, know. Anyway, I I still feel that this is kind of the natural progression of how games are, especially if they're multiplayer, Yeah, obviously, because a single-player game isn't probably going to fit into a free-to-play model very easily. Um, but I, if, I, if, I did play Island Saver. <laughs> um, but if a game needs a player base what better way to do that than to make it a free game um, I mean when you really think about it you know a game that sells incredibly well these days you know like a triple A game that sells really well is selling like probably somewhere between 10 and 20 million units right but if you can give away a game for free that gets a player base of you know 40 50 million people like all of a sudden first of all you've got a huge player base to market to um you've got a lot of user data you can sell and all those people buying microtransactions and cosmetics and stuff like if you can make a game that takes off like yeah. you know it might work so i i, I understand yeah. what they're doing and i i think what their shareholders really wanted them to say was hey we're gonna do both we're gonna release three to four triple a single player games and a bunch of free-to-play games. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, the the first one apparently coming out is going to be called uh, the Division Heartland. So it's going to be a, a free-to-play free to take on the Division franchise. Um, there's they haven't talked a lot about it, but uh, they think that it might be uh, another battle royale. So I don't know. I would love to see. I really liked the division, and I would love to see the division get like a. I don't. I don't want to play a battle royale division, but I would love to see like a big living world division yeah. game. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it fits that. I, it I kind of reminds me. Go ahead. Um, oh, go ahead. Because this is slightly tangential. So I think it'd be fun to have a division game where you could choose which side you wanted to play on. I think it'd be really interesting if there was oh, like yeah, good guys cool. and bad guys. You know, kind of like the Warcraft model of things, yeah. where you know you could choose to be the division or you could choose to be, I don't know, eco terrorists. I was never exactly sure who I was fighting in <laughs> in the division. I'm mm -hmm. not actually sure exactly who was the good guy or the bad guys in the division either. Like, I, that's I, the point. I think, they, I think they wanted you to think you were. The I good don't guys. think it was the point, though. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, Dylan. Yeah, I, I think unfortunately they just made a game where it was ambiguous who was good or bad, even though they tried to tell you you were the good guys. I, I don't know. It was. It is what it is. Anyway, what were you saying? Um. I was thinking about this because I just saw something for, uh, I guess there's two parts. I'm going to start with the video game and then Perfect. I'll jump to the, the board game. Because um, I noticed, too, the new Baldur's Gate game, to come, come back to that, is only a $40 game. Yeah. But but if you want to pay, give them $60, like a normal priced game, you get doodads. Um, which is not exactly free to play, but it is kind of interesting that... It's kind of like what games were doing where they're giving you a hundred dollar yeah. super special edition with a bunch of digital doodads, which is fine, I think, for certain players. But I guess if you give them a, a $40 price point with the option, because it's like sometimes I will want to support that in that way. But I was also looking around today and this new board game we've been playing a lot is Dune Imperium <laughs> based in the world of Dune. And this board game is fantastic. Comes with a great recommendation from me. Um 
However, it is a normal like $50 board game, which sure. is pretty typical for a pretty high production value game, I would say. It's not yeah. your Monopolies or your Saris, but a, a big hour or two board game. But I saw they're releasing this summer is like an a premium upgrade pack for it. So rather than having wooden markers and meeples and stuff for your game and little like wood cubes, yeah. you get full plastic miniatures to represent everything uh, which i found interesting because it's for casual board gamers you can have the game for fifty dollars basic wood tokens to play the game for fifty more dollars this summer you can upgrade it to have these really nice plastic miniatures that in no way change the game but just look nicer and i thought that was kind of interesting that rather than pricing people out with these really expensive board games because those games do exist oh, yeah. um you have this option to i i don't know make yours prettier um and i kind of like that because i i really do enjoy the game and it's like hey I, i'd support that without even having to get like an expansion where you're because yeah. sometimes an expansion's not what you want because sometimes the rules they go in different directions and you don't end up liking it or playing it it's like hey maybe maybe this is a cool way to get a premium price board game without having like to buy into gloomhaven for 140 dollars or whatever it is it's like a just completely cosmetic gloomhaven did that with their kickstarter too didn't they like if you were one of the original kickstarters you could get like a fancier version of gloomhaven i can't i honestly can't remember um I like vaguely remember when I first started looking at Gloomhaven that there was like fancy characters yeah. and like maybe not as much punch out stuff and more plastic stuff. Or... Right. I th- yeah, you might be right when when I looked at that because yeah, that stuff looks obviously really nice. But either way, that would be a great the... like Kickstarter like stretch goal. Like you know, if you if yeah. you buy into the expensive one, you get like fancier bits and bobs. Right. Because I mean that I would love to have minis for in place of all the cardboard stuff but at the right? same time where are you gonna put them? where are you gonna put them that's what i was just gonna say like already yeah. my my gloomhaven like it does not fit back in its box like once you take it out of the box it's it's never going back in so yeah. i i know you have to do it very carefully but i uh I put mine all does my, go in but i put all of my like bad guy cutouts into envelopes with their name so they're easier to find okay. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it greatly helps but man it takes up like three yeah. times the space now so whatever uh steam is getting sued um because it's just the thing like like i said it's like maybe it's in the air or something um so a a company called Wolffire games they make a game called overgrowth which i have honestly never heard of um is suing steam because they say that they prohibit uh competition in the marketplace by not allowing you to price your games differently on different platforms including your own website so if you were to like take a i mean like so you set up a paypal shop on your uh on your website and say hey you know i don't have any overhead on this i can you know i'm not taking that 30 percent cut that uh steam's making you can't price your game 30 percent cheaper on your own website and um, they're also saying that like on the epic game store you you know you can get that 18 percent cut so you can't price your games 18 percent uh lower in the epic game store the interesting thing is is this does not appear to actually be a uh 
official Steam policy. It uh, appears to be more of a, hey, if you ask them, they'll tell you you can't do it, but they realize that there's like antitrust problems with this. Um, and so they don't have it like codified, but also, hey, we just might remove your game. Uh, so Steam's getting sued for that, which I thought was interesting. I, like all of these different lawsuits are... Like, again, I, we've talked about this in the past. It's like billionaires fighting billionaires and, like, who cares? Like, let them fight, like, I don't know, Godzilla and King Kong and they can both drown. That's fine by me. But, uh, like, these might all benefit both developers and consumers in the long term, maybe. Um, I guess we'll have to see. Um, Sony's also getting sued uh, because they allege that they have a monopoly over digital games on the uh, PlayStation Store. So someone like did the the math. Um, so I guess to, to stretch this back out, you used to be able to go and buy like a card at Best Buy that would be good for redemption of a video game on the PlayStation Store. Apparently, you can no longer do that. You can o- the only place you can buy digital PlayStation games is via the PlayStation Store. And uh, some people did the math and found out that uh, oftentimes the digital cost of a video game is up to 175% more than a physical copy because physical copies, you know, they go on sale. People don't have shelf space for them, so they get cheaper. Digital, it never happens to digital games. I think we've all seen that where, you know, the physical copy is 30 bucks and the, the digital copy is 40, or the physical copies, nope, the digital copy is 45, so on and so forth. They don't go on a sale as often. Um, someone's actually suing them for that. So it's, and it's actually a class action lawsuit against Sony. So, um, <laughs> again, we'll have to see, um, that could like introducing parity between the digital copy and the physical copy could go one of two ways. It might just mean the physical copies cost more now. Um, but it could right. also mean that the, the digital copies cost less if they were forced to put them on the yeah. same sale, which yeah, I, I don't know if that's fair, but I have been very disappointed. Co- like Phoenix Rising, actually, like I delayed buying that game for a month because it went on sale physical for 30. And I'm like, I'm not paying. I don't want to do I'm not paying 40 digital to, you know, I, I've got. Yeah, I mean, essentially, I've got a bunch of Xbox credit that I want to use to buy this game with. I can't buy it physical with Xbox credit, so I'll wait, I guess. So I can kind of see where they're coming from. Again, a bunch of lawsuits in, in the kind of games industry right now. We'll have to see how they all uh, how they all pan out. Okay, so have either of you guys ever played Roblox? No. I don't. Not at all. Okay. Don't understand. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. And, like, I've, I've played it a little bit. Like, not a ton. Um... And the thing you got to know about Roblox is it is literally the most janky experience you will ever have. Like, it's it looks bad. It handles bad. The games are super weird. Like, when I played it with my kid, we played, like, a game that was, like, this weird life simulator where you just went to high school. Like, literally, there were classes that I had to attend. There was a bell. I'd get in trouble if I was late. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. Um... But Roblox went public, like the parent company of Roblox went public last month. They're now worth $45 billion. Um, There are numerous, numerous, numerous developers. And and they're not even developers. Like, it's kids. Like, it's literally just, you know, kids in their late teens, early 20s making millions of dollars a year um, developing games for Roblox. It's all via microtransactions. Um... Like, uh, one of the big developers just, like, incorporated as a company, they have a 100 full-time employees making a Roblox game or a bunch of Roblox games. But even, like, I mean, my uh, kid has a friend whose cousin, I think, just kind of hacked together a Roblox game 
and has made like $14,000 off of it. Um, like there's real money to be made in the system. And the interesting thing is, is I've read a bunch of Twitter uh, accounts of like actual video game developers who are like, all right, I'm going to see what this Roblox bullshit's about and go in and like, oh, what a stupid editor. And then like a half hour later, they're like, oh my God, this is so easy. I can't believe that like I can't do this in Unreal. This is so cool how easy this is to do. Th- oh my gosh, things just work and it's all right there. I was a little, I had to read a little bit, but my God, I made just made a game in an hour and you know, there's something really real going on there um, inside Roblox. And so like it's super easy for people like us to dismiss it i think it's really easy for the industry as a whole to dismiss it um but i'm absolutely shocked that you haven't seen like activision or ea or some big thing like launch a roblox division um because there's money to be made there it's really interesting but that's that's not actually what we're here talking about um so you guys remember um the 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 or I do. I love that game. However you pronounce that game. Um, so the dude who made that, Terry Cavanaugh, who made just released a Roblox game um, called Climb the Giant Man Obi. And I don't understand um, anything that they're talking about, but apparently Obi is like Roblox shorthand for an obstacle course. So it's just like a, a platformer where you climb this giant dude. Um, and he, he says it's actually taken him like three or four months to make. He says it's actually probably the biggest freeware game he's ever made. This dude makes a bunch of freeware stuff. Um, I think VVVVVIVA is actually freeware now. He might have even like public domained that. Like I think it, it might be open source now. But uh, he says that it's uh, it was super interesting and super fun and like he learned a lot and he made a game in it and it's actually out there promoting it a little bit. So uh, Roblox is, is weird and dumb and janky, but there's something there that kids love. And by kids, I mean like, it's not just, it's not, it's not just small kids. It's like kids into their teens, like kids that could be playing real video games, um, really dig Roblox. And I think part of it might be that you can run it on like a potato PC. Like kids can run it on their, you know, school Chromebooks and stuff. And, the games run like crap, but who cares? They probably run like crap on your like 3080 gaming PC too, because the engine's just garbage. But like, there's something there. Um, it's crazy. These games are bringing in millions and millions and millions of dollars a year. So Roblox, like, watch it. I think it's something. I think there's something there. I actually have a, a Roblox game in my head that I kind of want to make. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, finally, Good Guy Sonic. Um, I think we've all seen. In the past, I don't even know, six months, a ton of companies shut down fan games. You know, like Nintendo's famous for slapping down anything that has to do with Mario. Um, you see it all the time. And and honestly, I, I would guess on this podcast, I have I've probably said the words, um, you know, it sucks, but they have to do it because if you don't protect your IP, you can lose it. And that was something that I learned when I worked at Volkswagen. Like, you know, our lawyers were crazy about it. That, you know, if, if you don't protect your, your IP, you can lose it. And it turns out, like, I don't think that's actually true. I think that's one of those, like... Well, you can't lose it. What it is, is that it's essentially, like, let's say I am Disney... Sure. Um, Let's pretend. And and someone is using Mickey Mouse, and I know about it. Sure. If 
I don't go after them, but then there's another company or something that also uses Mickey Mouse, and I go after them. In court, you can say, well, why are they coming after me? They're not going yeah, after yeah. that. Yeah. So, like, I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it, those kind of things never end up making the IP holder look good. No. Um, I mean, I, I've actually made the comment, um, like, this will date the crap out of me, and I don't know if Dylan will get it, but Colby will. Um, I, I've said, like, you know, uh, naps are bad, beer good, a bunch Fire of... Fire bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, I mean, Metallica was a joke for, I don't know, five years in the early yeah. 2000s. Um, it, it never makes them look good. And so this is kind of an interesting thing about Sonic. So someone kind of asked uh, the social media manager from Sega, like, you know, what what do you guys think about about people using... Sega properties as you know like a fan fan games and they're like and and their answer really was um as long as you're not like having a weird game where like Sonic is doing something super weird with tails like it's some sort of like BDSM deal um they're pretty much okay with it as long as you're not making money. So like you can't sell it and you can't even really take donations but if really what you want to do is make a fan game Sega doesn't care. Um, and in fact, they've actually like actually hired people who made fan games to do yeah. new stuff. The Sonic um, Mania, yeah. I believe, was actually a team that was mostly just, all like, fan, fan people. Yeah. And like, it's just nice to see a company that realizes that you probably can't really shut this stuff down. Um, and when you do, you look stupid. So like, just set some rules out there and say, hey, you can't make money. You can't, you know, have anything weird. And Make some make some Sonic levels like which, which cuts out like ninety percent of the games. You just put in it that does. weird clause. It's smart. It, it's really smart. Cole. they're like, no, you can make whatever you want as long as it's not weird. <laughs> just don't get weird, so, guys. Just don't get weird. Speaking of uh, things that kind of got shut down and then kind of came back, have you guys heard about the folks that reverse engineered Grand Theft Auto Three and Vice City and then like? public domained it or not public domained it um put it on github as like an open source project no it's no. called re3 i want to say and that, that sounds like it would be a resident evil game, i'm like no that's not. resident evil 3 Cliff. yeah it, there's a reason for it and i don't remember why but yeah apparently uh rockstar came and like hey you can't do that and shut down all the git repos that it was on and uh one of the people said like no i can't this is totally legal and they Oh, okay. Our bad. Like opened up that repo again, and unless Rockstar actually sues them, it won't go back down. So, I don't know. Apparently, you can download it though and play it on a PC. They fixed a bunch of stuff, so you can play it like widescreen on a monitor, and there's no load times in between cities and stuff. I don't know. I might, I might check that out because it probably looks like garbage, but it might be kind of fun to to boot up uh, some Vice City and play it. So, anyway, Dylan, ask me a question. Hey, yo, Vinny. Unfortunately, I did not copy and paste Vinny's question into our question. So I'm going to, I'm just doing it live. You ready? Live. You're not ready. Ubisoft spoke out yesterday and said they're shifting their game development plans to instead of making three to four giant AAA games a year, they're instead going to release more free-to-play experience. What do you guys think? Is this a good idea? Bad idea? We talked about it a little bit, but I don't know if we got into opinions. What do you guys think? Is this uh, is this a good play for Ubisoft? Like, I guess even if you think it's a good play for Ubisoft, what would you think about if everyone kind of took this? Like, you know, all of a sudden EA and Activision are making a bunch of free-to-play games. I wonder if it is going to, if there's like a kind of a, 
games as service kind of thing <laughs> where like everyone decided to do that and then it, everyone went like oh crap we can't do this we can't yep. all and i kind of wonder if like if you saturate the market with free games because you're like well I'll make you know money off of trans you know microtransactions if that doesn't work when everyone's trying to make money off of microtransactions yeah in a wall yeah. i i would wonder how many people there are that want to play that game um, like I, Twitter, one of the things on Twitter was like, you know, people are constantly asking what I want is more like story driven, single player experiences mm-hmm. like God of War and, you know, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 and, you know, that kind of stuff. And you guys are saying like, no, we're going to make a bunch of online, you know, free to play cosmetic driven things. And that's not what we want. But, I, but I mean, like that is what people want. I mean, Fortnite right? makes billions of dollars yeah. grand theft auto 5 is i mean you know yes you have to buy that but like the online game all those are huge so like yeah. people want that but i just yeah. I, I really wonder if it is there's a saturation point uh-huh yeah yeah what's well, like well and i mean well, go ahead dylan if people want a, a god of war but god of war you you play for 12 hours and it's over yep whereas you can put hours and hours and hours into a free-to-play multiplayer game and then oh these cosmetics are kind of cool and like i wouldn't have mind getting overwatch for free and then i probably would have spent just as much now on the occasional loot box or something over time so whether it's free twenty dollars sixty dollars they're gonna make the money so yeah if your game's good like it and you have players playing it and you have cool cosmetics, you're going to make that money. Of course, not yeah. every game is going to succeed, but does it succeed more if you just kind of give it out for free and see what happens? Or, well, I'm not going to try that game for 40 or $60 because yeah. there's plenty of games I might have played had I not had to purchase them. I think they um, really need to work on... Uh, diversifying a little bit too like I don't think we need another battle royale game Um, I don't necessarily think we need like Warzone's free I don't think we necessarily need another you know multiplayer shoot the bad guys before they shoot you game I would like to see them using that free to play arena to make something interesting like I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of cool games like that that you can play that aren't just people shooting each other. I'd like to see yeah. more free-to-play stuff around. I'm not well, saying without like combat. A, yeah. That hood game looks cool, even though I think it's not really what I've seen. It's not quite there yet. Yeah, um, it's not quite cooked. But a game like that, like a PvPvE game, like Hunt Showdown that I've played, yeah. quite a bit, like, I think those very much would benefit from this style of of this model yeah i would just like to see people get more creative with free-to-play games um i mean like to, to honestly go back to roblox like there are some stupid games on there but there are more creative ideas um and i mean those are all free-to-play games like they're all monetized via you know via robux um and you know there's some really wacky creative things out there that major studios aren't even thinking about so you know i I would just like to see them if they're gonna do free-to-play stuff i would love to see them get more creative more more inventive get outside the mold of it just has to either be 50 people shooting 50 other people or 
five people shooting five other people. Like, let's do something interesting and creative with that space. Um, even if it was like more, like I would love to see a free to play um, or a more free to play like role playing games, um, massively multiplayer stuff. Um, I think there's right. a lot, there's a lot of space there they could they could work around. So we'll see. Good question, Vinny. Appreciate it. Uh, next up, let's see, Megan dropped one in Discord as well that I also forgot to put into our show notes. She says, what do you think the impact on different industries of Apple giving its subscriber the option to unsubscribe from being tracked and their user information being taken by their apps? Do you think they'll be successful and sustainable in the long term? It made me think about the privacy versus convinced debate, and I don't know what that is, but that's fine. So what she's talking about is an iOS 14 or 14.5, I don't remember which, you can now essentially turn off tracking so that Facebook can't um, use cookies set on your phone to track you across all of their different apps. And um, from what I understand, actually, Facebook's kind of panicked about this. It's actually making a pretty big impact on uh, on what they can do. So I don't know. I'm not sure. Did you guys know about that before I said that right now? No. Yeah. No. A little bit. Um, um. I think it's one of those things that... I don't know. Privacy is a big deal. And I, I don't know. I, I go both ways on privacy because I like Facebook's a scourge. Like it can die in a fire. That's fine. Um, they don't need my data. But things once like, you've done, you know, helped in one genocide. Right. You know, shame on me. Two genocides. <laughs> shame, shame on, on you. you. I, yeah. Um, but things like, like uh, Gmail and Google Docs are... I mean, I use them. I mean, I probably use Google Docs two hours a day. Um, I use Gmail for every single email I send, both for my work and personal stuff. And all of that's free and all of it's great. And so, like, I realize that I'm giving up. Like, I understand that the way Mm -hmm. Google makes their money is reading every single document I make, reading every single email I send and receive, and then serving me ads based on that information. Um but the trade-off's worth it. Um, right. There's a negotiation there that you have said, this is worth it to me, where... Yeah. For me, it's like, I, would, I don't want Facebook to know a dang thing about me. Yeah. Like, I, that does not benefit me in any way. I don't really use it anyway. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, and I don't know how far this stretches, but, like, I don't mind saying, oh app use my usage data to make your app better because you get yeah. that pop-up sometimes yep. and it's like yeah yeah I, I don't mind you knowing seeing how this works so you can make improvements but yeah yeah i mean and yeah. also to piggyback on that i'm tired of getting ads for things i just bought so you're not doing <laughs> a very good job i already bought the thing don't serve me the ad i <laughs> so for my what kids- if you want a second one Maybe you want a second one. For my kid's birthday, probably three or four years ago, um, they wanted to do a ninja-themed birthday party. Actually, this was way longer than this, back when I lived in Utah, so it was probably eight years ago. Um, Wanted to do a ninja-themed birthday party. And so one of the things we wanted to buy was, like, Japanese lanterns to decorate with. And I went to probably four or five different party supply stores to source Japanese lanterns, and I bought one of them. And the other four party stores served me Japanese lantern ads for the next six months. I'm like, like, I'm done. Yeah. I I got the lantern. I have it. As someone who works in marketing, like the stuff we can do to market to people and retarget people is absolutely disturbing. And you should, I want to say you should be worried about it because you know, 
ultimately, if you're on the internet, there's very, very little you can do about it. But yeah, yeah it's, it's not great. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Right. That's why, for me, this is a a net positive, I guess, because I don't yeah. have a problem just turning that on and being like, no, I don't. Like, you can work harder to make your ad. Like, you've made advertising too easy for them just to yeah. collect these giant swaths of information. Like, they can, they can work a little harder to um, make for figure out how to do advertising differently um but the other thing i've been laughing about before i forget is since i have been getting into disc golf a lot lately yeah yeah. so um i laugh on youtube if you watch a disc golf video you get so many ads for golf (laughs) and i don't know if that's on purpose because maybe there is a substantial overlap i don't know i don't know if that's true but i i wonder if that's just like somehow i don't i don't know i I'm curious if like that's actually what they're trying to do or if just because it's called disc golf because no, it's just yeah. like it's all golf ads it's golf ads here there's golf ads over the video there's golf ads before the video golf balls golf this golf that and I'm like I do not care at all I'm not gonna golf I've golfed once it was fine I'm not gonna golf yeah, I guarantee you those are just people setting up very bad pay-per-click campaigns. We, I, yeah. I do that every day. Like, you have to think about intent, and it's just – it's people that, yeah. like – when you set up a, a, a pay-per-click campaign through Google, you can essentially just say, like, hey, Google, just here's some money. And those <laughs> right. are people that said, like, hey, Google, here's right. some money instead of, like, hiring an agency. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think to, to round this out, I think really – for us to make any headway in this space, really what needs to happen is the United States needs to, um, you know, when you go to websites and they're like, hey, click this thing because there's cookies. Um, that's because of European legislation around privacy. Um, we need that in the United States. It'll never happen. Never in a million years happen, but we need it. Um, California has a, a, a similar, not a similar law, but California is probably on the forefront of privacy law right now where um, if you're in California, at very least you can say to a company, I want you to delete all my information and they have to, um, yeah. as opposed to now where they can say they delete things, but really it's just, it's not, it's just not public anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we there it's in, it's in it, the it's in the like the go to the dump drawer yeah. but it never makes it to the dump. Yeah, it's the recycle bin but we just never yeah. hit that recycle we bin. We never empty. So. Yeah. I think it's important but it it has to be fixed by legislation because companies are never going to fix it themselves. Yeah. So uh Elsarath asked a question that I think Dylan mm-hmm. might be able to answer. Uh, what is your favorite D&D class? Um I am a barbarian guy. I like just the idea of just a big brute strength. Like to be tough. Um, yeah, that's really it. Um, I I've never played D anD D. Yeah. Um, but I have played Diablo. Does that count? It's. I mean, it's all like the same thing, it's, right? It's the same. It's pretty much. Um, if I'm playing with somebody else, I like to be like I like being a necromancer a lot. Um, but if I'm playing by myself, I'm also usually a barbarian because I'm I need to be tough. Yeah, I just think barbarians fun. Just, yeah, yeah, I get it. Even what, I don't know. What if about, it's, I also in D and D specifically, I I definitely like to lend towards like what's fun and stuff, yeah. not what's good. Um, yeah, it's fair. I have no interest in playing like um, I don't know like competitive in quotations D and D where you're just trying to make the best, yeah. most optimized character. Cause I think that completely goes against 
the idea of what a role-playing game is too i also think that there's too many classes in general in dungeons and dragons because a sorcerer is a wizard um (laughs) you can say a warlock is a warlock but it's just a wizard a barbarian is just a fighter um fair enough so i think uh, the game gets a little bit in the weeds over subclasses and different classes when i think you can you can make a fighter an archer like because you give him a bow that's how yeah, you yeah, do yeah. it. So um, that's fair. But anyway, do, do you want to hear a necromancer a joke? Different. Yeah, I do. So, so my friend Jen posted this the other day. She's a big Diablo player, and uh, it, the joke is: someone says, you know, a parent says, "Man, raising a family is hard," and a necromancer says, "Well, not really if they're buried close enough to each other." That's funny. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. Like Call. What's your favorite D and D class? I don't know. When I play Diablo, it's almost always as a barbarian. But when I play something like Skyrim, I play as like a stealth bow and arrow guy. <laughs> Colby so, has the most know. his like stealth characters sure. are always crazy. Like he can be standing directly in front of someone and waving, right. and they're like, "I don't see anything. What's good? I, there's nothing here. Like it's crazy." And me, I, like if I play uh, as a stealth character, I might as well like tie a bunch of tin cans to my feet because. It's just gonna how it's that's gonna a, be. That's when uh, game mechanics kind of um, get ruined by reality. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like it's a, a funny story about playing D anD D with a friend who never really played. It, it was kind of one, of, I guess, his first foray. But he wanted sure. to be a rogue because he'd played games like Skyrim where you could just go pickpocket people, right? Yeah. So yeah. he decided to try to pickpocket the patron who was about to pay them to do something, but he failed. <laughs> And then he didn't realize what consequences might happen. It's like, no, you didn't like you didn't not pick his pocket. You stuck your hand in his pocket and didn't really find anything and he caught you doing it. Like that's <laughs> like that's what happened. You don't just like mm-hmm. you like tried to do it and you failed. Like, no, he, he caught you. Like you didn't <laughs> It's not like you walked you, up and you didn't have a pocket, so you like went the other way. And you're like You you just he, this dude's funny. like, What why why is your hand in my why, pocket? What it, what are right. you doing? I'm about to very pay you awkward. to do this quest for me. What are you doing? Why is your hand <laughs> in my pocket? Um, that's super funny. So it's kind of funny. But yeah, it, like in Skyrim, you just like, well, I guess it's kind of the same. If you fail pickpocket, they'll be like, hey. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they call but, the guards. But you can just hide in plain sight in a lot of cases if you're stealth high <laughs> enough to. So. That's super funny. All right, Colby, this is your question. Do it. Woo. Uh, what's your favorite uh, tertiary Star Wars character? Mouse droids? Do mouse droids count? Sure. Mouse droids. They're my favorite. I love them. Every time... I got one in Star Wars Galaxies and it followed me everywhere and it made me incredibly happy every time I saw it. So, mouse droids. They're pretty awesome. I've never really thought about tertiary characters before. How do we define that? Is that just... Is I would it, say, like, I mean, tertiary is kind of one of those things where, like, there. I think it has, like, an actual definition, but I generally just use it as, like, you know, someone who isn't, like, one of those, you know, like, Lando is not a tertiary character. He's, like, a secondary character, so right. usually, like, a third kind of thing. Or like someone who, or... I'm yeah, going like to say a, the band from the cantina, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they play jizz. <laughs> they do. That is true. They do. Oh. Um, but like I, mine is Cabe. I like Cabe. But if I said, you know who my favorite Star Wars character is, Cabe, everyone would go, "Who's that?" So, um, but, who's that? 
He's uh, the little bat dude in uh, the Most Icely Cantina. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Ponda Baba. He's wow. the dude who gets his arm cut off in the Most Icely Cantina. I like the robot that they're torturing, I think, in Jabba's uh, Palace. That uh-huh. They put the like hot thing against them. And they, I think like, he's just a trash noise. droid. Yeah. Either way, I like him a lot. Yeah, move it's, talk. Move talk's pretty great. Yeah. I uh, I just finished watching The Mandalorian um, like last week, and man, that show's super good. Like that's all. Like it's it's really good. <laughs> I uh, you want to hear something crazy though? Like when did that show end? Probably two months ago. Probably a little bit longer than that. Maybe longer yeah. than that. Yeah. I did not get the last episode spoiled for me. Is that crazy? Um, you know, like I would say yes, but like I didn't see a lot of spoilers for that. I, d- I haven't I was, either. Honestly, now that I think about it. I was very happy. Oh my gosh, he's so cute, Colby. Colby's oh, favorite character is adorable. Yeah, I don't know that game. I, th- I think the thing about Star Wars is I think it's really a shame that more of the wackadoo characters aren't pulled forward a little bit um, because some of them are so good. They used to be. Yeah. Um, that was kind of what uh, that was kind of what was cool about the extended universe. You had an entire book dedicated to the characters of the Mos Eisley Cantina. Yeah, yeah, it's fun stuff. I. Uh, I just finished watching um, Solo and uh, Rogue One too. I forgot how much Max I Max Rebo. Oh, Max Rebo, yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot how good the droids are in both of those movies. Like the droids are great in both of those movies. Like Rip, I guess. But anyway, uh, all right. Aslan the Incompetent wants to know uh, if we ever got to his. What would be your fatality if you were a Mortal Kombat character? I don't think that's great, Cole. Cole's got some good Star Wars characters. We never answered that. We never asked that question, right? I don't know how I missed it. I, or I think we might have talked about this, but it was a long time ago. Okay, Maybe so if you were a Mortal it. Kombat character, um, I won't make you change it. Choose a name that seems mean, but what would your finisher be? What would your fatality be? Um, can I? I'd do a babality and then I would just punt them. Is that where you turn them into a baby and then kick yep. them? Yep. Ooh. I like that. I like, I like that. that a lot. It's good. It's really good. Can I Can I rip off one of their arms and shove it up their backside? Oh, no. And then punch down through their mouth. And give myself nucks yes. with their own that's hand. A, that's a good fatality. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I, uh, I'm i a bigger guy. I would like to do some sort of like just where I dive onto them and they just like blood. just They turn into a puddle. Yeah, like we just give them. It's like a it's like a belly flop but onto somebody else. Yeah. It's going to be good. But then you it's like. real good. But then you like put it in a bottle and then drink it. Oh. Like that's, yeah, Gatorade. That might be taking it too far, Dylan. Yeah. Or or is it just far enough? Yeah. Well, it's uh, Mortal Kombat fatality. It's like I feel like you there is no limit. I'll be honest, I have not played Mortal Kombat since Mortal Kombat. Maybe Mortal Kombat 2. I haven't played a Mortal I've Kombat never, game in I've 30 never years. I've really played it. <laughs> I played the DC versus Mortal Kombat one a little bit. Yeah. Which it's, it's cool. never been my thing. I've, I kind of want to play the new ones because I've heard that their stories are really good. I've heard that too. It's super weird. Have, have you guys watched the movie yet? 
No, no. but I kind of do agree we probably should watch it and do a yeah. do a I've, review. I've got everyone, the 23rd. I have a couple hypotheses because a lot of people are saying it was pretty enjoyable, and I don't know if that is relying solely on people who like Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, Because I have yeah. a feeling that's, like, the people that are watching it are fans of Mortal Kombat, therefore they are really enjoying this movie, and I feel like I will just scratch my head the whole time, but I'm kind of open to it. My maybe. wife told me she did not want to watch it <laughs> so i'm gonna have to hey, mine too yeah i'm watching the harley quinn cartoon right now while i work so maybe i'll have to throw God, on I love the harley quinn it's cartoon. so funny if you haven't seen it it is absolutely hilarious it's Where do you so watch that? just it's on hbo, HBO max. max okay it's the, it's just I think that's the one thing i don't have but unfortunately that's also where mortal Kombat is still in yeah, so i understand i'll hook up with my login man it'll be fine um, the Harley Quinn cartoon is hilarious. It's very, it's it's so over the top. It's so over the top. It's very good. Um, I just our, want a Bane spinoff. Oh God, Bane's so good at it. Um, it's like everyone's good at it, though. What is it? Scarecrow? Is he? Is that his name? I mean, there that is, is a, a character. Yeah, I love him in it. Um, he's voiced by what's his name from um, House on Haunted Hill, the the second House on Haunted Hill, the dude with the mustache. Vincent Price? No, no, not House on Haunted Hill. What's the new horror show that was like a... Oh, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, anyway, he's good. Everyone in it's great. Like, uh, I, I'm curious about Scarecrow because he's not in it very much. I know, but I love the guy who does his voice. Okay, I'll look this hmm. up. Um, let's see. He was in iZombie 2. Oh, that helps. Uh, iZombie is really good if you've never seen that. Uh, let's see. He is why he was a primary character. Why isn't he like on the front page of this thing? Ah, this is stupid. This is so stupid. Come on. He is uh Raul Coley. I don't know. He was in The Haunting of Bly Manor. He was the guy with the mustache. Oh, okay. I don't know how don't to know say his last name. I don't know if I remember that guy. Yeah. Anyway, he like, he plays. I would, did not enjoy. He plays Scarecrow. The first season. Yeah, yeah the second no, season was good, either. but whatever, it's all good. Anyway, that's that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about our deacon asking. So, game development has always been a brutal process for uh, developers. That guy, you see? yes, that guy is very. He was probably <laughs> the best part of that show. He's good. He was real good. Uh, Development has been a brutal process for developers. Do you see the day where they'll be treated more fairly, or do you feel that it's just uh, the way it's always going to be? They are just shovels. You break one, you get another, which I thought was a very, very good metaphor. Um, what do you think? Like, Do you think there's any way that game development gets better for developers? Oh, no. I would say that in this country, probably never. Um, in other countries that are slightly less anti-union than the United States is, maybe. Um, but I think you've got two problems. Is like outside of this country, some of the countries they go to are far worse than this one. Um, like there's some there's some rough places to uh, make video games these days. But yeah, now I think unfortunately, like. Unless, again, like unless there's some sort of giant legislation that, you know, regulates something like that or some sort of massive resurgence of unions in the United States, like developers are kind of screwed, unfortunately. Like it's not it's not great. It's not great at all. But 
I, I don't know what you do about it. Like, I really don't. So Capitalism. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, Brooke, beow, 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 beow. <laughs> Brooke wants to know, my lovely wife wants to know, who is your favorite TikTok personality? If you don't have a favorite TikTok personality, what is your favorite TikTok video? Burn TikTok to the ground. TikTok's so so awesome, that's, Dylan. That's, it's I so want good. nothing to do with it. It, I felt very much the same way until I started watching TikTok, and now I watch it all the time. So, are you showing us your favorite video call? No, I was looking it up, and I muted my phone, but it was still like, well, that doesn't do anything. <laughs> so, Dylan does not have a favorite TikTok. Or have you ever seen like a funny TikTok video on some other social media that you like? No, I hate everything. Everything. Okay, I don't. That's fair. I, to be honest, I don't think videos on the internet are funny. Like. Almost never has someone shown me a video, and I was like, "Ha ha, that's funny!" Like it's just I not forgot funny that to me. Like, Dylan has—I forget he's got terrible taste. That's no, fine. It's it's an incredibly high bar, and like videos on the internet just do not—I do wow. not appreciate them. Do not show me your funny video because it's not funny, and I'm going to hurt your feelings because you're going to show me. You're like, "Look at this funny video; it's so funny," and then I'm going to kind of like I'm going to do this look where I kind of look at you. Like, I don't get it, but I get it, and I just don't think it's funny. I don't think he gets it. It's fine. Um, It'd be great if that was just the whole thing, that he just doesn't get it. (laughs) It, What's your favorite call? I don't know. So I I like uh, his guy named Pat Gessner. Yeah, yeah. Um, And all he does is um, heavy metal band pitch meetings. I love those. That's so funny. Um, Where it's just a dude who's like a record exec getting pitched some like metal band. And I find them very funny. But I can only watch some of them because I don't know enough about metal to go like, huh, that is funny. (laughs) But uh, the bands that I like do recognize, I'm like, those are very funny. He sent me the Um, one where he pitched... Motorhead. Motorhead. It was hilarious. <laughs> and uh, how long do you think you'll be doing this? Eh, we figure about 40 years. Really? <laughs> You're going to take three songs and stretch it out to 40 years. Uh-huh. Um, there's a guy named the MJ Way, and he just makes fun of those like really bad, like I don't know, BuzzFeed DIY videos. <laughs> he does like commentary over them. I love it. Um... And then there's a guy named PDUSA who, I don't know, like, I don't even know how to describe his videos. Just, like, super weird and, but, like, pretty good production values. Because he's, like, he plays, you know, eight characters in them. But they're all the same character. There's, uh, I like a guy named B. Dylan Hollis. Um, He does um, cooking videos. Like, probably 80% of what I watch on TikTok is actually cooking videos. Um, He does, um weird recipes from like the 1910s to like 1960s um, and cooks them and and then eats them and commentates on whether they are terrible or not terrible. Uh, But he's just got a really good presentation too. Um, There's a a dude on, um, I mean, I think there's actually several dudes on YouTube, but there's one guy who on YouTube who all he does is um, opens up very, very, very expired MREs. Oh, no. Um, and eats them and lets you know how they taste. <laughs> um, there's a guy, let's see, yeah, his name's Scott Sice, who I like too. He pretends to be a Ikea worker, or maybe he actually is an Ikea worker. Um, he's very funny. Probably my favorite uh, TikTok video I've seen recently, though, there was a guy, and like, it's probably fake, and I'm absolutely okay with it being fake, who's like, 
says something like, so your boyfriend can do something, but can he drink an entire seltzer without like taking a breath and he like starts shotgunning like a LaCroix and gets about halfway done with it, spits it out everywhere. He goes, Oh no, what do I do? And like burps just like magnificently and then turns around and runs into a garage door. And there's something about the sequence of it that I've watched it probably 30 times and I laugh every single time. So I don't know. TikTok is that. surprisingly good. <laughs> All right. Cheap free games. You ready? Yay! Excellent. Uh, coming to Epic Games is a song called The Lion Song. It is a narrative adventure game steeped in early 20th century history that focuses on Australian artists and scientists, with each episode taking a closer I, look at their intimate struggles with creativity and inspiration. I don't think you f- spelled focuses right. In I, this copy and pasted that. <laughs> I copied and pasted that directly from the Epic Store, so if I spelled I it think- wrong... <laughs> Yep, does look like focuses is spelled wrong. <laughs> I will call Tim Sweeney and let him know. Focuses. <laughs> anyway, that game actually looks pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, I need to like play more PC games. I was looking through. Do you remember back last year when Itch.io did that, uh, do. that like it. huge bundle? And I'm like, man, there are 1,800 games or something in here, and I've never played any of them. I need to, some of these are probably great. Like if I just like sat down and played like one every couple days, like I would probably find some great games, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Twitch prime actually has some great stuff this month too. These are all uh, free. If you have Amazon prime, uh, Iris and the giant giant is free until May 14th. Healer's quest is free until June 1st. Beholder is free until June 1st. Edgar Bob, Bok Bok in Bulzac? I, I don't know about that. It's free until May 28th. The Blind Prophet is free until June 1st. Um, Yuku's Island Express, which is a terrific game, is free until June 1st. You play a dung beetle and there's a pinball thing. It's real good. Um, Figment, which is another game uh, that I played at PAX. It's really good. It's free until May 21st. Uh, Far Away Director's Cut is free until June 4th. And A Blind Legend is free until June 1st. So I want everyone with some sort of romantic partner to walk up to them tonight and give them the kind of like, I don't know how to describe this because it's a, a not a video podcast, but you know that kind of like, yeah, head, yeah. like hey, 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 what's up? Do that to them and say, hey, want a Bok Bok and Bullzak? <laughs> and just see what happens. I will uh, leave this podcast directly and go straight to my wife and see what happens. My guess is nothing good. Do you want me to film it? Sure. Okay. Sure. Perfect. Uh, finally, I mean, I mean, just the question. If anything happens after that, no, <laughs> absolutely not. You get one or you get both, Colby. You cannot just choose. You can't like split that down the middle. Uh, all right. So uh, finally, Humble is doing a COVID nineteen bundle. Uh, this will go to benefit. Let's see. Direct Relief, Doctors Without Borders, International Medical Corps, and Give India. Those Give India folk could probably use your money, I'll be frank. Uh, this is a $20 bundle. There are no levels. It's just 20 bucks, And you get a ton of really great games. Um, I think actually th- things have been added since I looked earlier, because I do not remember Bioshock Remastered being on there. Um, you get Into the Breach, which is a terrific turn-based strategy game. You get Baba as You, which is... I'm almost tempted to buy this bundle, because yeah. I... I don't mind donating to him, and I want to play Baba as you so badly. 
Um, Bioshock Remastered's in there. Euro Truck Simulator, which I know everyone is super hyped about. Um, Undertale, which is fantastic. Hyperlight Drifter, which is fantastic. It's got one of the best soundtracks of a video game. Uh, Tooth and Tail, which has a soundtrack by Austin Winery, so we know it's really <gasps> good. Dylan bought that for me uh, probably three years ago. It's real good. It's uh, RTS. Um, the Witness, which is made by... Um, oh, what's his name? He's a complete dick, but the game's okay. Uh, the War of Mine Final Cut. Saints Row the Third, which is so good. Um, Saints Row the Fourth is probably better. But Saints Row the Third is pretty good. Um, Titan Quest, super hot, which is fantastic. Um, Stick Fight the Game, which is probably one of my favorite couch co-op games ever. It's super fun. Um, Portal Knights, which is a really good um, kind of Minecrafty. Um, oh shoot, what's that game that just got released on um, X, uh, Game Pass that both you and I were kind of interested in. Um, Dragon Quest Builders. Yeah, it's kind of that feeling to it. Um, Wargroove, Brutal Legend, which is incredible. Um, Death Squared, which is really good. We actually interviewed the folks who made Death Squared at PAX two or three years ago. Super nice guys. Real good real good game, too. Um, Crusader Kings, Pinstripe, which I've never heard of. Teleglitch, which I've never heard of. And Dwarfs, um, which I've never heard of but sounds exciting. Uh, Dead in Bermuda, which I've never heard of. And Bury Me My Love. Uh, which I've never heard of. And then you get a ton of books. There's a, a bunch of books, a bunch of like software, some comics, um, Lock and Key, which is an Amazon show now, which is pretty good. Um, bunch of bunch of stuff. So for 20 bucks, like you can't beat that bundle. Um, I actually own probably 80% of those games. I might buy it anyway. Um, like I said, I'll get Bob Is You and then a bunch of other stuff. So maybe I'll buy it and then give them away or something. We'll see. So anyway, that that's a good bundle. Go to uh, humblebundle.com to grab that. Uh, I think that's it. Are you guys have anything else you want to chat about? Sony didn't do anything stupid this week, so there's Ooh. no troll corner. <laughs> well, they got sued. <laughs> they did get sued. <laughs> they went and got sued. <laughs> it's a class action lawsuit too. That means that more than one person are mad at them. So, well, I think I think getting it means you're all probably law- you're all going to get a piece of mail in like four years, and they're going to say <laughs> redeem this for one game, twenty dollars or less, on the PlayStation <laughs> Store. Unfortunately, I- we've closed down the PlayStation <laughs> Store temporarily. <laughs> And this gift card is only good for two weeks. I uh, was part of a, a lawsuit, a classic lawsuit for Godiva. <laughs> I'm like, well, why? They're like, well, sometimes when you go in, they don't offer you the free chocolate of the month. I'm like, uh, okay, give me four fifty or a piece of chocolate, whatever, it's fine. And then they all went out of business, so whatever, it's fine. Uh, we are Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more did about they really, us. Did they go out Pod- of business? Yeah, all the well, Godiva as all a chocolatier stores? still exists, but all their stores closed. So, huh. rip. You can order it off Amazon, I guess though. I, I actually... So, the... Because yeah. we used to always go to that store. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's closed now. Bummer. Uh, you can still order their chocolate on Amazon. I was there Amazon. not that long ago. Uh, I ordered some <laughs> for my wife today. So, like, they're they're not hard to get, really. Um, anyway, again, we're BiteMePodcast.com. You, or, no, we're BiteMePodcast. You can find out more about us at BiteMePodcast.com. You can follow us on social media at... Uh, Facebook, which we have discussed. It's a dumpster fire, but we're there anyway. It's fine. Twitter, which is also a, kind of a dumpster fire, but I like it more than Facebook. Does that count? And Instagram, I'm not on Instagram at all. Like, do you guys, or do you guys like hit the gram? I'm too old. Yeah, yeah it's all right. Anyway, uh, slash bite me podcast for all of those. <laughs> and you can join us on Discord at bite me podcast.com slash Discord. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bite me podcast. You can join our extra life team or donate to our extra life team at bite me podcast.com slash extra life. 
Dylan.